0: welcome to another episode of on the highway i'm your host megan anderson and each week we bring you an expert in the mortgage and real estate realm so you can learn how to navigate the housing and real estate highway to take your business to the next level thanks for spending some time with me today now let's get driving Welcome to another MBS Highway Live webinar. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Anderson, along with Barry Habib. And today's special guest, well he is the founder and CEO of Mortgage Marketing Animals, a successful mortgage marketing training program, helping to close more loans in less time. He's also a non-producing branch manager at one of the top mortgage branches in America. And he's the host of the number one podcast for loan officers, Loan Officer Freedom. Join me in welcoming Carl White.
1: I couldn't have said that any better if I'd have written it myself. Um, you know, I might have written that actually. So uh, <laughs> I noticed you scratched, apparently you scratched out the handsome part. So I, I didn't hear that part in the
2: in the thing, so uh, oh, we got we got you, Carl. We got you. to yeah. have you here, buddy? Thank you.
1: It's it, it's good to see. You. And by the way, the only reason why I have the number one podcast is Barry has ha, Barry and uh, you and Meg uh, have not have decided not to put that on your on your radar. Apparently, so that's the only reason uh, why I hold that spot right now. So uh, it's great to see you guys.
2: Oh well, it's great. Well, you know, it's a it's a time that many loan originators are looking for ideas, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we thought that. You do such a great job in assisting loan officers, increase production, give them ideas and really help them. So this is a time where people could use that, Carl. This is a time where people may be, you know, even a little nervous, uh, which is nothing to be ashamed of. uh, But what I've always thought, you know, look in the years that I've been doing this, I know you and I both are long-term veterans, you know, more years than I want to want to admit, I guess, you know, the hair color and the Botox cover some of that up. But uh well
1: for you, I apparently I didn't get that memo. That was, so uh
2: so you know, I've been doing it for thirty-seven years, Carl, and, and as an originator for you know a couple of decades and also an owner of a mortgage company for, for a long time too. And um, you know, don't do those anymore for it's been a while since I've done that. But I had been through some very difficult markets, more difficult perhaps than these markets that we're in right now, certainly from a volume standpoint. And uh you know, before we went on, you said you have to adapt you know, be a chameleon, adapt. Uh, so so let's share some ideas, Carl, as to how people can adapt to this market and still make a lot of money. And you talk, you you know, you talk about being nervous. Heck, I'm nervous,
1: right? But, you know, nervous can actually be a very positive thing. It's a, To me, I mean, look, if I'm wanting to get my record, like if I'm trying to run the 100-yard dash, it'd be one thing for, for me to do it on my own. It'd be another, uh, if Meg's sitting out there with a stopwatch, you put a bear chasing me, my guess is I'm going to get my best time. So nervous is not such a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 you know, it it, 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 it can, it can be a good thing. It can force us to kind of, uh, clean up what we're doing. Cause I think a lot of it, a lot of this isn't just taking action. Cause I think most people are taking action. It's making sure that we're like taking the, I don't know, I hate to use the word right, but, but that comes to, you know, that making sure we're doing the right action. So I thought that's kind of what we would share here a little bit. And, uh, uh, Meg, Bear, if you guys are okay, I'll just show my screen and we'll kind of go through a little thing here and then we'll talk about it. Does that sound like a good plan? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me share my screen here. Should be seeing this okay. So, um, uh, you know, first of all, I, I you know, I, I, I never want to be weird by showing this slide, but I think it's important, you know, that, you know, when I when I share this, it's strictly showing that, you know, I'll share with you what we're doing in my branch uh, of course, there's other branches that are doing different things that are also having great results. But uh, in my own personal one, we, we're not as we're recording this today. It's 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 toward the end of June, but we haven't finished June. But May, uh, uh, my team closed uh, 334 loans uh, for the month, which is which is you know not bad. I mean, some some done better, but that's not bad. But I think the first thing we have to do is have uh, what I call clarity of the current situation, and and what I mean by that is you know we. We we see the news and and we we see blogs and 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 some of the thought leaders and and uh, I guess the news is the primary culprit of this is pointing out all the things that are bad. But I think what we have to look at is it it really might not be as bad as as we think it is. And I think that's important to know that some loan officers and some uh, groups are having literally their best month ever. I've seen quite a bit of this. In fact, I've seen a very unusual thing. Where Barry, some of the some of the veterans that have been doing this for a long time uh, are are struggling a little bit, and 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 we're seeing like new loan officers that have only been in the business for like uh, maybe a year or or six. I've got one. I'll show an example here in a minute. Uh, six months in the business, closing ten loans, and it, and it's funny that we we see people that were closing, uh, you know, fifteen and twenty loans, maybe now are closing three and four, and some that just got in the business a year ago are now closing like ten. And so it's a really interesting thing. But if we look at this chart, which is a bit of a busy chart, and I'm not real big, really into these biz, busy charts on like these webinars, but I think it's a it's a good one to point out. If we just look at the blue line here, the blue is the purchase uh, uh, business, and this is from the MBAs you can see here. That if we look at the blue line, and uh, and this is in uh, uh, th- so this is in billions. So this is like 1.5 trillion here, 1.3, 1.6. That if we look at this year at the $1.37 trillion of purchase origination, you know, frankly, if we go over, there's only a handful of years, it's more than that. We have to go back to like, oh, five. This is like the fourth best year ever. And so I think we just have to kind of keep that in mind that, you know, before we go jump off the cliff or or or, or jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, thinking about, hey, man, nobody's writing loans anymore. That's actually not true that on the purchase side, which is where, most of us have been there for a long time, kind of focus on, we don't ignore the refinance. There's a lot of money in that. But those of us that focus on the purchase, it's it's not a bad year. You know, it's not bad. Next year is likely to be uh, slightly better.
2: Um, Carl, I totally agree with you. One thing that, uh, you know, just to be fair about it, and this is why you know, market share is really important is because the dollar volume is one thing, but the number of units due to those loan volumes being up might make people feel like there's less transactions, but when you can make more money on a transaction because the loan sizes are bigger, and I, that's why I think it's so critical um, to gain market share to be better than your competition. Because if you do, I think that would explain why some people are having their. If they can get market share, you're gonna you're gonna be doing well. Yeah, no no question about it. And uh, and you know I, I I slipped
1: in this next slide here. I was um, I heard this story. Uh, and I was sharing this with Meg up when uh, when we, when we uh, I was lucky enough to see her up in uh, the DC area a uh, couple couple of weeks back. That there was this guy pulls up to this country store up in the Carolinas, and uh, so he pulls up the country store. He's getting ready to go inside, and he sees this old man sitting in a rocking chair, much like this one, uh, with a dog sitting beside him. And he heard the dog whimpering. You know, the dog's like meh and, and uh, not not a bad whimper huh meg i, I see a smile on there not a bad whimper uh, but anyway so the dog's whimpering and uh, the guy's getting ready to go in the store and he stops and he looks at the old man and he says uh, hey is is your dog okay I said yeah he's okay well uh, i i hear him whimpering like like what's wrong with him there's a nail in the floor right there and it's sticking up and it and it's poking him well, well can can he move yeah he could move the dog's still whimpering well, why didn't he move? And the wise old man said, well, I guess it doesn't hurt him enough yet. And boy, when I heard that story, I really thought about that. We have to make sure that if we're sitting there whimpering, God, get off the darn nail and do something, right? Make something happen. And the one thing that I found, if if we want to close more loans, I I tell you, the most brilliant thing that I've ever been taught uh, is this simple little math here. And it's offers minus no's equals money. And, and what that means is if, if we want to make more sales, right, we want to close more loans, we just simply need to make more offers, right? It's just that easy. And, and we'll talk about what what an offer is, but just make more offers. If you make more offers, you'll make more money. Now, another thing about the offers, though, is if we make more offers, we'll get more no's, right? It's, it's a percentage thing. And I know early in my career, I'd focus on how do I keep from getting the nose? How do I keep from getting nose? I don't want to get any nose. How do I keep from getting the nose? And I'm gonna tell you, there's only one way to get less no's, and it's to make less offers, right? That's it. In fact, there's there's one way to guarantee you'll get zero no's whatsoever, and that's make no offer, make no offers, right? You make no offers, you'll make no money though. And so I think we have to focus on this: is that in everything we do just simply make more offers, let more people know what you're doing, ask, ask for the business more. And and that's really the bottom line. And I, um I sent out, I sent out this survey uh, about a m- couple months ago, I think something like that. And I think we had something like, I don't remember, it was like 30,000 LOs uh, responded to this. And I thought it was very interesting. And, and it was like, you know, like when when making our calls to agents, and we're going to talk about this a minute. I know you guys got this thing that's really cool, too. I want to make sure everybody knows about um, that when we're calling our agents, we look at, like some people said, we use a script at work. The number one answer was make an excuse not to call. Like, in other words, sit on the nail. And, and the second biggest answer was I'd rather eat Brussels sprouts than call, which, by the way, I freaking love Brussels sprouts. I'm just going to go on the record. I'm one of those weird people, I guess. But if we stack these two on top of each other, we see the vast majority like make no offers, right? And then a follow-up question to this was, describe what a work week looks for you right now. And you know the number one answer, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. First of all, we have to be very careful of doing the best I can. Because doing the best I can is the opening line to everybody that loses, in other words, like if if, if uh, like like the uh, con- the concession speech for the politician that didn't make it, we did the best we could. The con- the, the 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 losing Super Bowl team, uh, this is what they say in the locker room on the interview. Well, we did the best we could, and we have to understand there's a huge, huge difference between doing the best we can and doing what it takes. Right, doing what it takes. We don't do the best, but we don't know what the best we can is. Uh, Meg, I. You know, I I, 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 maybe it's just metaphorically speaking, but you know, we hear these stories of, you know, uh, 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 a young lady, uh, car accident, car rolls over on her kid. She lifts the car up, pulls her kid out, and and when normally uh, if we was to say, hey, can you lift a car? You know, she, me, and everybody else say no way. But again, when my kid's on the line or a bear chasing me, that's when we find out what we're capable of. So we don't know what the best we can is. But I saw this. I said, "It said we're doing the best we can. As long as I don't have to be making phone calls, I'm doing the best I can. Unless I don't, unless I have to call realtors, then I'm going to tap out and go eat Brussels sprouts, right? And and I think that's just the wrong mindset. So I think we have to really look at, like, figuring out what's the one single activity that we all do that makes us most our money. Like, what's the one single activity, and 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 we have to figure out what this activity is. Now, when doing this. And and I'd recommend as everybody's watching this, like literally write it down, like right now, write down, what's the one thing you do? And I see uh, Susan's here on the call. Susan, your one thing might be different than mine. It might be different than Bob's and different from Carrie's and different from Jennifer, uh, all these different people on here today. And so I don't think there's one right thing, but you have to understand what is your thing? And usually the easiest way to figure this out is look at your last 10 closings. And whether that was last week, last month, or the last two years combined, like whatever, what's the one thing that was in common with those 10 closings? Like, how did you bring the last 10 in, right? And figure out what that one single activity is. Uh, for, for most of my loan officers, again, this is not an answer for everybody, but for most of my loan officers, it's referral partners, right? Hanging out with referral partners and getting referrals. Part two of this question is how many hours, minutes, if any, did you spend doing that activity last week? How many hours, minutes, of any, did you spend doing that activity last week? Meg, you wanna guess what the number one answer, when we say, hey, what's the one single activity and they write that down, then we say, all right, how many hours, minutes, of any, and getting ready for it doesn't count, right? The actual doing it is the only time it counts. You know what the number one answer for how, how many hours, minutes they did that last week, Meg? Zero. That's exactly right. Zero is the average answer. And so it goes back to that dog sitting on the nail. You know, we have to actually do something about it. And we have to figure out what prevented us from doing the one thing that makes us most our money. Because one thing I found is we have this thing that we call the loan officer roller coaster. is, you know, we do activity A, which is bringing in the loans. And then we do activity B, which is closing those loans. And, And there's this something magical that happens at the red X is where we stop doing activity A so we can start doing activity B. The problem is when we're doing activity B, you know, chasing conditions, putting out fires, like whatever those things are. Who's doing activity on our behalf to bring the loans back in? And, and the answer for almost everybody is nobody, right? So nobody. So it's no wonder we're having trouble. If we can just focus on the activity A part, it, it, it looks something like this, you know, where we just we never stop doing activity A, and and the loan officers that are having a really, really, really great time right now, that's what they're doing. Is they're just Focusing in on activity A, and they have somebody or some people helping them with activity B, so they can continue doing activity A. And so, when you go, well, what exactly is activity A? I'll show you something shocking. I saw this stat, and it blew me off the chair. So, this was not my study, by the way. So, the study said sixty-seven percent of all purchase loans closed with the loan officer the real estate agent recommended. Blew me! I had no clue it was that high of a number. That's a really high number, sixty-seven percent. So it just seems to me that if we're wanting to grow our business, focusing in on that sixty-seven percent is a really good use of our time. And but there's a couple little tricks to that. Let me let me just run through you something which we call the power of one, which is I know what we're calling this meeting here today, is the power of one. So. We think, well, gee, it's, it's really hard to get those referrals. And can I really do that? Well, let's say you set up one meeting per day. And we're going to talk about, and, and Barry, Meg, I need your help on this out here in just a second. We set up one meeting per day with somebody that can refer us business. Like not two, not three, not 10, not 20, one meeting per day. And by the way, let's, let's just talk about Monday through Thursday. So that would be 16 meetings per month right just one per day 16 meetings per month let's say we get a 30% no show frankly we don't see it that high but let's just say man i'm getting a lot of no shows it's even 30% that would be 11 kept appointments for the month so if we have 11 per month that equals 132 meetings per year let's say you take a month off like you decide you know screw this i'm going to go to you know italy uh, hang out for a month, which is a cool place to hang out, by the way. So let's say you go to Italy for a month and go hang out, that, that'd still be 121 kept appointments for the year. My own personal number, which is not a high number, is 16% of the agents I meet with actually start referring me over like a, a referral per week, N- not a closing per week, just a referral, right? And And, and which is imperative that we're working with agents that actually have referral to send over to us. So and stay, hold that note for just a second. So if we have 121 kept appointments and only 16%, which means 84% never, do, never send me anything. The vast majority, we're talking 16%, send me over one referral per week. That'd be 19 referring agents, right? 19 referring agents. So if we get 19 referrals per week, that would be 76 for the month. Follow me through here just for a second. So if I get 76 referrals per month, again, my own personal conversion rate, which is not high, is 25%. In other words, one out of four referrals close. Now, again, we're talking about agent referrals. Uh, Nothing wrong with Zillow and and internet leads, but I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about referred leads It's about one out of four. And for me, Meg, that means that uh, out of every four referrals, Two of them don't qualify, right? Either today. Maybe they just went 1099. Maybe they they don't have any money. They don't qualify for a zero down. Maybe they're trying to buy a double wide mobile home up on stilts by the beach. We have those here, right? But I don't have a I don't have a loan for those people. So two we can fund. We end up funding one of those. So one out of four, right? The other, the other 50% shop me, end up not buying, pay cash, whatever. So one out of four. So if I get 76 referrals per month from that one meeting per day with 30% no-shows, that's 19 closings per month, right? 19 closings per month, 19 closings. And let's just do a hypothetical $3,000 per closing, some more, some less, but just we had to grab a number. That's 57 grand for the month. 57 grand for the month. That's $684,000 in addition to what you're closing now. And again, this was a 30% no-show, 84%. Never send me any business, and me only closing one out of four of the the small sixteen percent that that do send me over business. Let's say hypothetically we suck, like even those very very uh, suppressed numbers, we suck. We don't even get that. We only get half of those. That would still be three hundred and forty-two thousand dollars a month. I'm sorry for the year three hundred forty-two thousand dollars with setting up how many meetings per per day, Monday through Thursday? One, just one and sticking with it. And so that's a very powerful number. So let's talk a minute about, we got to make sure they're qualified. So we have to make sure that these meetings are with people that actually send us closing. And Meg, I see you smiling already, you know what's coming up here. So I started thinking about that and I thought we want to make sure they're qualified. In other words, if we're going to go milk something, we don't want to go milking a squirrel, right? We're looking for a Jersey cow if we're going to milk something. What really concerns me here is that when I came up with this, I Googled milking a squirrel <laughs> and there's actually a picture that comes up. I didn't make this picture, somebody else did. It's a little weird that somebody else thought of the same thing. Uh, just for a second here, let's talk about um, uh, that service uh, that I, you know, probably everybody's heard about your Agent Connect. Uh, Barry, bring everybody up to speed about. How important it is to 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 get those qualified agents.
0: Barry, you're muted.
2: We created it. Uh, we thought that it's very important today to make sure you protect the agents that you have. You know, across sixty-seven percent, as you said, the loans that uh, an agent refers you to will close. So we know the value of that recommendation or referral. Now I understand some agents going to refer more than one person too. So we we we, we get that. But look, it's going to be a high percentage. But if a real estate agent refers you. It's a good chance you're in the game and that that you're going to get a closed transaction out of it. So we want to protect the ones we have because that's vital because people are going to try and poach them, but we also want to grow and get new agents. So how do we do both and how do we do it effectively? So Carl, you know, I, I love what you said. I love breaking down the math. And obviously that could be an enormous amount of income that you can generate. The thing though, is that we want to make sure of a couple of things when we're setting up these meetings, right? One is, is that real estate agent going to do business? Because a lot of loan officers, and Carl, please correct me if I'm wrong, but they'll talk to real estate agents and fawn all over them if they get some attention out of them, they're talking to them. But it's possible that that real estate agent is either A, not doing any business, or B, the business that they're doing is potentially very high concentration of listings, so very little referral business that they can do on the purchase side, or C, if they are doing purchase business, maybe just maybe they have a referral source that is someone that they're sending that to that could be related, could be a spouse, could be a very long-term relationship that's difficult to break into, but maybe they'll hear you out or they'll get your information or they'll take the free lunch or whatever it is or breakfast. Yeah. So I think it's really important to weed that out. So what we've created is something since our acquisition of list reports is is um, I think really valuable. And I know Megan, we have just a, a one minute's worth of, of, uh, just to showcase It's just easier to see you go to agent Intel connect and you text in the realtor's name and then go ahead, Megan. So, um, Megan.
0: I'm giant. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, if you, you gotta go back. If you take a look there, it says, don't worry. We'll use AI to zero in on the right realtor based upon where you, we will do your loan. So you just put the name in there and we'll come back to you with, We'll come back to you with the response. And when we come back to you with the response, what you'll see here is it's the agent's picture. It is some information on them. So you say, okay, here, that's my agent that I'm looking for. And then the next slide will show that this is the amount of loans that they did on the buy side. This is what they did on the list side. And then underneath it is how, what type of business that they did. So this person did 16 buy side transactions in the past 12 months. That's somebody that I'd like to refer, get some referrals from. Okay, but next question is, who's my competition? And we will tell you who they are. And those 16 loans, who were they referred to and what companies? So this person, she seems to be spreading them out, which is really good. The next thing is, is now we want to trigger their reticular activator. So what we do here is we say we want to send them some marketing pieces, but we don't want to send a sample. We don't want to make it some ambiguous thing. We want to target it to something that will you have to go back something that will engage them and what will engage them is something that triggers their reticular activator so if you just purchased a car and you'll notice that a lot of those cars on the road that are the same as yours will appear to just jump off the road at you and you'll take notice of them that's your reticular activator it's the same with this listing that is one of their listings now If they don't have any active listings, obviously we know that this is someone who has done some buy-side business. So don't worry. We will pick a previous buy-side transaction that they had there. So now you have something that will trigger their reticular activator, and you'll click on one of them. And it will do is it will preview some of the pieces that we will send to you. We will send to them rather on your behalf, Um, and we're not just going to send them the pieces blindly going to happen here is we're going to include a cover letter but before you go to that you'll notice that we'll confirm that this is someone you've worked with or you go but go back you'll confirm that this is somebody you've worked with or not right in the center there we're asking you if you know that that yes or no question you'll just confirm that we have the data to know if you've done business with them or not we're just going to ask for confirmation and you can see there's an editable version of the cover and the cover looks something like this It's, I wanted to introduce myself to show you an example of how I've helped top performing agents gain more listings at point of sale and better motivate buyers to see the opportunity in purchasing a home. Using one of your active listings, I created those following pieces, open house flyer, real estate report, credit, so all these things, these reports can be used for your listings at point of sale, social media, show sellers, part of your marketing strategy. Additionally, you can share this information with potential buyers to help them clearly see the opportunity for wealth creation by purchasing this listing. These are just some of the insights uh, and reports that I can provide. Let's connect. So now what we've done is we've given them several things that will tr- trigger their reticular activity. we showing them how they'll gain more listings, how they'll make more sales, how they'll attract more buyers, helping them with social media. We're not going to leave you high and dry. Now, we want you to follow up with them, right? So that, that's, by the way, that's a look at some of these pieces. So you can see that these are great pieces. It's, it's going to be co-branded with them as samples. It'll have their listing information. They're going to be very engaged. And then, okay, what do you do next? What you do next is contact this person to follow up. So here's their contact information. There's a geo map that will show you where they do their business. So you can see where they do their business. And then we'll show you who you have as touch points in common on the left. In the center, you can congratulate them. And then the ultimate way to get in touch with them is we'll show you where they're gonna be. We know that they've got these open houses coming up, one you know, each date, where they're located. So why not show up and visit them? So this is an incredible way for you to do it. It actually took me longer to explain it than it will take for you to do it. It'll take you like seconds to do it, Carl. Yeah, I love that. That's some really, really, really good stuff.
1: And I and I think you know it's it's uh, boy, this just goes just perfectly into. uh, So I can see this. Uh, Just moves perfectly into. slideshow, play from current slide and into what I was getting ready to talk about, which is, you know, do we go consumer direct versus referral partner? And I saw this I saw this uh, pie chart here, probably about, I don't know, two months ago. It totally changed the way we're doing things over here. I was shocked by the same, by, by what uh, this uh, revealed to us. So you know, the question was, how did you find your loan officer? And again, this came from uh, next gen homebuyer report. Uh, Which was featured on the NR, National uh, Realtors Association. And if we look at this, uh, man, it was some really interesting stuff that came through here. So if you look at this one right here, how did you find your loan officer? This shocked me. 3% was social media. And I started looking at all the effort. And I'm not saying we should stop doing social media, but apparently, according to this, it should comprise, oh, I don't know, 3% of our time, right? Interesting. If we look at online search, Frankly, social media was much lower than I would have thought, and the online search honestly, it was much higher than I would have thought, which I guess only kind of makes sense because like if you know if I'm on I don't know say Facebook and i'm I'm Meg, I'm looking to see what you were doing this weekend, you know, like saying, "Hey, how's my buddy, Meg, or what's Barry up to or, or my, my, my nephew, uh, John, what's what he do this weekend kind of thing. And then up pops an ad. You want to get a mortgage? And I, no, I, I want to check out see what Meg did this weekend. Right. That's what I was looking for. So, so nothing wrong with social media ads. Right. But it's, it's a pattern interrupt thing, right? It's not where my mind was. Whereas on the online search, if I'm looking to buy a house and a ad pops up say, what well, would you like to know about a mortgage? Well, come to find out. Yes, I would. Cause I'm actually looking for a house, even as we speak. So, as we can see here, online search was what? 375% higher than social media. So if, if we were to take a poll on here and how many of you have been on social media in the last six months, my, my guess is everybody would virtually everybody would raise their hand. But if I was to say, how many of you have, have worked on your online search strategies, which, oh, by the way, gets a 375% higher response than social media, my guess is it'd be a small portion of the crowd, which frankly, would have been where I was two months ago, right? We got some kind of organic, but we didn't really focus on it until I saw this thing. Here's another, look at the next one up, bank. This doesn't mean they necessarily got their mortgage from the bank, it's just their local banker, maybe they closed it and maybe they said, hey, you need to call uh, uh, Meg, Megan, and uh, you know, cause maybe the bank, maybe they don't do FHA, maybe they don't do VA, maybe it's a credit union, they don't do any mortgages, right? And so that taught me, you know, I think we're going to spend a little bit more time marketing to our credit unions. Interesting. Look at friends and family. We call this past database, right? Because on our past database, most of our loans from our past database isn't our past database, it's their friends and family and coworkers. I think that's one thing a lot of people aren't reaching out to their database to go, well, I refinanced them at 2%. What in the world am I off from now? It's their friends and family and their coworkers. that's where they got their their referral from was friends and family. So if you're not marketing to your database, understand it's got a 900% increase over your social media efforts. So if I was gonna do something first, man, marketing to my past database, not a bad thing to do. We look at the elephant in the room here. It's real estate agents. Again, over 10 times more response rate or was it a thousand percent higher, more chance of getting loans from my real estate agents than my social media? And again, we saw the slide before it was 67% of all loans closed for the real estate agent. Barry, this uh, this agent connect and, and and leaning me toward the real estate agent, man, it's just the biggest no-brainer ever. I mean, that's just this totally blew me away when we saw this. And we were already doing great, but we looked at all the efforts that we were spending and the lower. Performing areas. Not that we're going to stop those. I'm not. I'm not saying that. And something might happen where next year maybe it's different. But right now, today, this is what's happening. And and by the way, when we're doing social media and online search, one thing to keep in mind. And we are doing these things right. And I recommend people do them. One thing to keep in mind. You know the the big online lenders. We're not going to name any names here because they're awesome companies, right? Some of our people might be working for them. This, watching this today. I'm not going to outspend them on online search and social media. Let's just be real honest with it. I can't afford to put my name on a stadium. Uh, I'm not Barry Habib. Now Barry could, of course, but I I don't have that kind of money to do that, right? I I can't I I, I can't own a stadium, right? I I'm, I'm not going to outspend these big online uh, lenders on online search. But I'm going to go to an area that they haven't quite figured out yet, which is past database. And real estate agent marketing, right? This is where I'm going to really start spending a little bit more of my focus. So, this was a shocking uh, slide for me. This really was a game changer. Any any comments on this, Barry? Any any and brother, if you disagree anywhere, man, I I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear it. You're muted, Barry.
2: Certainly, don't disagree at all. Um, we we believe that that's so. You know, one of the reasons we we did this when, you know, when I sat down and gave the team the vision of creating the agent connect tool and product um, this was exactly in the forefront of our mind. So we agree with you a hundred percent here, brother.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it was, it and it just, it was shocking. I, I the thing that blew me away the most, and I know I keep saying it, but it was the social media. I thought for sure with all the hoopla about the social and, and a lot of it coming from me, right. It was like, Holy cow, we're killing it here. No clue. We caught, you know what? We never tracked it before I saw this and we started tracking it and come to find out we're seeing about the same, like it's, it's, it's uncanny. So the biggest issue that I find with people going after, with loan officers going after real estate agents is the old begging and chasing, uh, just crap, right? So I'm going to tell you, I personally have never seen anybody beg or chase realtors because for me begging, uh, Megan, that's when I get on my hands and knees and I go, "Please, please, right? I've never seen anybody actually do that or 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 maybe I'm chasing you down the hall I get come back come back and you're running go away go away right that's chasing I I was uh I was at a conference not too long ago when a loan officer said Carl I don't want to I don't want to beg for business and uh, it, it was a guy and I said well brother tell me what is uh what what is begging for business what what does that look like to you and he goes you know that's where you ask for business they don't send it to you and you ask again <laughs> I said brother, where I come from, we call that salesmanship. I mean, that's just, that's salesmanship. We do track this. My average referral comes after my 5.7 ask. In other words, it's like the sixth time that I ask that I get my first referral. It's the sixth time that I ask that I get my average uh, meeting, uh, coffee meeting, whether it's Zoom or virtual, or however I'm doing it. Average is 5.7. And so for the person that says, well, if I have to call twice, I'm begging, That's that's just not the case, right? So I, th- those those two terms just is like fingernails on a chalkboard to me, and and I hope I'm not uh, disrespecting anybody by saying this, but I I I think that's just absolutely poison for our brains to think that that's begging or chasing. It's not. That's just good old uh, salesmanship. So if we're going after the agents, you know, there's there's four basic models that we can use, and all four of these can be effective, right? I I I, I agree with that. But there was this famous study that was actually done by Mailchimp, uh, which is a huge email marketing firm. And uh, and Meg, as you can imagine, when we look at email, snail mail, telephone, in person, uh, which, like, if if I'm looking to influence you, Megan, which am I trying to do? Am I trying to email you, snail mail you, telephone, or am I trying to meet you in person?
0: You're trying to meet me in person. Uh, Those of good course. looks over there. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> me and Brad Pitt, that's that's what we do, right? We use our devilishly good looks. And uh, so I think that's real important. One thing that we have found in doing these studies, though, is we found that Zoom meetings, like let's say an agent's out of my area, they convert not quite as well, but pretty close, like closer than what what I would have thought. And so uh, so kind of keep that in mind. So, So now if I want to get it in person, I can either email them, snail mail them, or telephone them which do you think would be the best way to, what's going to have my highest success rate?
0: Of what, email?
1: Email, telephone. snail mail, or telephone?
0: Telephone.
1: That's right. And if you look at this, it was a, it was a candlestick chart that MailChimp did. So in-person was here. And I'm just going to do this in constraints of the camera here. In-person was this effective. Voice or telephone, not that far beneath it, by the way. So I thought that was interesting, pretty close. The next one, surprisingly to me, I thought was going to be email. It wasn't. It was snail mail. Snail mail was next, which would have been like down here, pretty good ways down, but, but still in the showing. And then email was like a line at the bottom of the chart, which it surprised me that MailChimp actually even sent out this survey because they're, they're an email service. I thought, guys, I don't know if I'd have shared that part, right? So So I'm not saying not to do email. Email can be very, very, very effective. But if we're only doing email and and relying on that 100, it's it's going to be tough, right? It's going to be tough that we're going to want to go to those higher. And, and if we can stack these things on top of each other, of course, that's the that's the holy grail. But if we're just relying on email, man, it's going to be tough, right? So we we have to we have to do we have to do uh, uh, more than that. So in, in my world, you know, we have this what we call the perfectly profitable week, and we really don't have uh, time to go over here. i I'll give you a place. We're, we're, I'll give you access to all this stuff. But we have this perfectly profitable week where, and, and I've seen other people that that do these kinds of things, where Monday is where we contact our agents, and Tuesday is where we contact those people uh, that that we're we're doing a loan through, and we have a borrower, co borrower listing agent, buying agent, and title company that we call and give them an update, and we ask for more business. Wednesday we call our past database. Thursday we call our pre-approved lookings with scripts that actually works. And and um, you know, one thing that we found out is like. If I've got one hundred and sixty work hours per month, which is let's say a forty hour per week work week, and I can just get in that one hundred and sixty hours, I just get again the power of one one new agent starting to refer to me, just one, just one for the month, that's an extra three thousand dollars, which means that agent's worth thirty six thousand dollars a year. If I get one new agent for each of the month for twelve months, well thirty six thousand times twelve is four hundred and thirty two thousand dollars that's how we move the needle here. So it's not, sometimes I think we get overwhelmed. I have to do all this stuff. No, no, no. We have to just get one new referral and man using the agent connect to identify who are my good sources. Keep in mind, you're going to find like on those great slides that uh, Barry uh, you and Meg were showing a few minutes ago, that um, it's going to tend to be somewhere around five, maybe 6% of the agents are, are what, what in my world we call qualified, and I'm not talking about qualified as human being, I'm talking about qualified for me to put my efforts a target in my marketing, it's gonna be about five, 6% in my personal line, yours might be different, but my personal bottom line is they have to be doing at least eight buyer sides in the last 12 months or four in the last six months. That's the minimum. They have to be doing at least four in the last six months. And some of them are doing three a month, but at least almost one a month. That's who we're... Uh, that's how, how we're uh, looking for. And again, we all know how do we get those how do we get them to start referring to us? You know, it's just it's just the phone. Like there's nothing, there's nothing magic. Let me just show you a couple quick uh, case studies here, and then I'll turn it back over to you guys. Uh, Athena uh, Penne just got in the business uh, Barry, she's one of the ones that I was talking about in the beginning that she just got in the business 13 months ago. She started doing this, what we call the daily success plan, the Monday through Thursday. She closed seven loans last month. And actually, I just got a report this morning. I think she was up to 11 this month. Just got in the business 13 months ago. It's it's impressive. Uh, Sharon Wolford, same thing. March, she closed three. April, 10. Uh, May, 9. For June, she's got slated 13. Uh, Dean Hayes started calling on month one, got one loan. Second month, two. Last month, May, got seven uh Lee Brown, same thing. January, she started off. You know, it was a hard month, right, for a lot of us. She had zero in January. Started applying the phone calls and the meetings. Closed four in February, five March, eleven in April, ten in May. And I just talked to her this morning. I think she's at ten again here for June. It was either ten or eleven uh, she's doing here. And just one more quick case study. Uh, this is Julie uh, Gleed again. A tough January. Started working the plan. Four months later, April, she closed six, May, she closed eight, and June, she, clo- she slated to close a, a few more than that. And so I just think, you know, as in, in our closing statement here, is we, we have to take action. We can't just sit here and whimper. We have to actually do something, right? And uh, 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 one of my mentors told me something years ago that I just absolutely love. He said, action is the first symptom of desire. So I say, well, I I want to do more. Well, no, my actions will show that. So you, you got to take action, and and actually start doing something. The Agent Connect, dive into that stuff. You have to do something. You can't just, well, I hope it gets better, right? We all know that old cliche. Hope's not a strategy. We have to actually do something. Um, and if I if I may, we do this thing uh, Monday through Thursday, which uh, Barry, our dear friend uh, Frank Gray, uh, and I do together, uh, called the uh, Loan Officer Breakfast Club. And this is absolutely free, there's there's nothing, there's no charge for this. We have hundreds of loan officers uh, every Monday through Thursday, we all meet at 8.30 in the morning and we meet from 8.30 to nine and we say, all right, today's Monday, today's the day we call realtors. Here's what we're gonna say, here's who we're gonna call, we're gonna go into Agent Connect, we're gonna find those that are qualified and here's the script we used to call them. And then on Tuesday, uh, our update calls, here's the script, here's who we're gonna call, if they're qualified, here's how we're going to meet. we're going to meet with them. Like the listing agents, listing agents is the number one way most of the people in my group that are making over a million dollar. We call it the two comma club. They're making over a million dollars. They say that Tuesday, and we say see the same thing in my branch. The update call on Tuesday, asking for the business, is the number one way they're growing their business. Wednesday, the past database. We talk about how do we market our past database. So it's a very uh, uplifting group. It'll kind of give you a little bit of power. People are sharing their stories what they're getting, uh, and it just reminds us we. We can't just sit and whimper. We have to actually get off the nail. So if you just go to loanofficerbreakfastclub.com, it'll ask you a couple, it just wants to make sure that you your actual loan officer. So this is, and I hope it's okay. This is a loan officer only type thing. And so I think it asks for like an MLS number. Nobody's doing any research on you or anything. It's, we're just trying to keep the AI bots out of this thing, by the way. So it stays a real clean, uh, non-spammy uh, site. So they're just going to make sure that you're an actual loan officer. We'd love to see you guys there. So uh, that's what
2: I got, Barry. Well, it's awesome. And uh, just to be clear, that's 8.30 a.m. Um, time zone. It, it is
1: uh, e- uh, Eastern time, which my dear friend, Frank, it's 5.30 in the morning and the dude's got more energy than, uh, you know, than than a bunch of 17 year olds doing uh, Red Bull shots. It's unbelievable. And uh, we have people we have we, we literally have a group in uh, Hawaii that show up, which I think is like. I don't know, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I think two thirty in the morning, something like that actually show up for this thing. So, uh, it's a great way to start the day. We wanted to do it before the day actually started, because we want to help, not hurt. We want to be an, an addition, not keep you away from making your calls. Cause we want nothing to get in the way the first two hours of your day, go make your calls and we'll help you by telling you what the, you know, who to call and what to say. So, well, great. That's- and Barry, we'd, we'd love to have you on uh, and, and show us more about the agent connect. That's a, that's a great idea. That could really, well, help. yeah, we,
2: I, uh, of course, you know, you can always count on me, Carl and Frank, you know, Frank and I have dear, dear friends. We go way back for a very long time. Love him like a brother. He, uh, uh he, he's wonderful. So yeah, anything that we could do to help, you know, we can also perhaps give some ideas as to what, what might be some good things to say too. Cool.
0: Night. I had a couple questions and we have some questions in the chat box. One thing you showed that chart of, you know, where are you getting business from? And real estate agents was one of the top. Well, you know, we do a morning update video every single day. And one thing that we're noticing is that inventory is really low, especially when it comes to existing and people are kind of running to new construction. Where do, you know, referrals from builders come into play with that? And what are your thoughts on them as a referral source?
1: You know, it's just a, it's the same thing, Megan. That on, on that would be a Monday morning activity. And actually, we we uh, we have uh, Kevin Gillespie. I think it's this coming Tuesday is coming on to the Breakfast Club talking about that. I think it's Tuesday talking about that exact same subject of how do we get you know referrals from the builders and uh, and how do we get past those builders that have a you know a, a preferred lender. You know, what's some of the ways uh, uh, around that? Nothing's hundred percent, of course. But uh, it's all about having that slight edge above your competition. It's the old saying, "I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just have to run faster than the slowest guy getting away from the bear." So it's those small little those small little uh, edges will do that. but uh, and then the other thing, the other thing I would say, Megan, is if like let's say I'm in an area where, man, there's no inventory and there's nothing but new builders, come to find out using these uh, stra- these phone strategies and with Zoom that we can market areas outside of our area. Where uh, maybe it's not the the inventory is not as much of an issue, and uh, so you know um, I, 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 I'll never forget. I'll, I'll tell you a quick, a quick thirty second story that that really changed my life. I met with a business consultant. This is like twenty years ago. I was just getting in the mortgage business, and I paid him a thousand dollars to get on the phone for thirty minutes. And he said, "Well, you know, what do you do?" And I said, "I'm a loan officer." Well, what do you want to do? I want to grow my business. And he said, "Well, what's your market?" And I showed him something that somebody showed me years ago. Is I printed out a map put a dot, you know, where my office was in the middle of that map, literally got a cup, put it over the dot, drew a circle. And I said, that's my market. He said, well, Carl, this is going to be a very short, but very profitable phone call. I said, well, what you got? He said, go get a bigger cup, go get a bigger cup. And, and it has never been easier to get a bigger cup. It has never been easier. Again, with agent connect, you can look at different areas uh, with zoom, You know, one good thing about and many good things have come from these big online lenders, but one good thing has come from them is that nobody cares anymore where we're located at. Nobody like they they have proven that your location doesn't matter as long as you're using marketing uh, items that allows you to have a bigger footprint like the Zoom, email, video, uh, these updates, Barry, that you do. You can grow a much, 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 much bigger circle. And so if you're in a problem area, you don't have to move. Just expand your marketing out.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people here are, you know, wanting these scripts, wanting these slides, these scripts. Do you go over in that breakfast loan officer club?
1: Yeah. Loanofficerbreakfastclub.com. We 100% like we're not, we don't sell the scripts. I mean, I suppose if you hold your credit card up to the camera, I'll be happy to take a picture of that, but you don't need to do that. I'm saying that tongue in cheek, of course, that we share that on the loan officer breakfast club. It's not a teaser thing. Like we actually go over here's the call that you make today. So yeah, we'll, well, we'll record
2: all that. You, re- you record those loan officer breakfast clubs for people on the West Coast that don't have Frank's uh, 5.30 a.m. wake up time? Yes,
1: we do. But
2: Barry, I have to tell yes, we do. But I have to tell you,
1: it goes back to how bad do you want it? You know, how bad do you want it? So look, I, somebody told me the other day, and maybe this is a famous saying, I heard it for the first time about a month ago. He said, Carl, you have to pick your hard. So is getting up at 5.30 in the morning hard? Yeah. Is, 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 is struggling to make my own mortgage payment hard? Yeah. Is telling my kids, hey, I, I, I can't afford college, so you're going to have to go do a student loan. Is that hard? Yeah. So pick your hard. Like pick the, pick your hard. And, and for me, I'll pick the hard of making phone calls and, and closing a bunch of loans rather than, you know, explaining to my wife why she can't buy this new pair of red bottom shoes she was looking at last night, right? So pick your hard. And uh, but yes, to answer your question, we do record them. But I I'd strongly recommend to do it live. That way, when you have questions, you can ask. You know what's going on. So, uh, but yeah, we do.
2: Yeah, and I, I, love it. I know people. people are asking about Agent Connect, Megan. You want them to send you an email, right?
0: Yes. If you guys have questions on Agent Connect, please just shoot me an email. It's Megan M E G A N at mbshighway dot and,
1: and let me tell you something. Without having something like Agent Connect helping you to target the, agents, the, the, the correct agents, if you're marketing to 100 agents, only, and this is a real number, only like five, top six out of 100, if you randomly pick them, only five or six are actually going to be qualified to actually have referrals to send to you. And I think that's important because a, a mistake a lot of loan officers have done, and certainly I have in the past, is Barry, I was going after unqualified agents again we're not talking about as people we're talking about as a business they were unqualified agents and so then i was using the right scripts the right technology the right plan but i wasn't getting referrals and so my mind said this doesn't work no 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 no. you're not going to get apples from an oak tree if you want apples you got to make sure you're shaking an apple tree and so you have got to uh, like you have to have a way to find out what agents are qualified. Otherwise, I mean, you literally have a 5% chance of success and it's just stacked against you. Don't do that. Stack things in your favor. Make it so that 100% of your calls, 100% of your appointments are people that can actually refer to your business. So not one every two years, but like, like one a week, one a week, one a week. And 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 that right group of agents, uh, absolutely 100% will do that.
2: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Any other questions, Megan, that you see that you want to kind of take a look at?
1: Where does oh, Carl get his I hair just, done? I saw that. Where does Carl get his hair done? You know i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share that. Some things we keep a secret. so
2: uh. no Carl, you're you're always um you're always first of all brilliant. You have um an incredible coaching system. You've got clients that are doing very, very well. Um, you know I've, I've you and I' have been good friends for a very long time. You always provide so much value, but so much great training. Um, Carl, how do people get in touch with you? If they'd like to have some of your training, coaching, especially through this, anytime, you, you're, you're, yeah, tremendous value. I,
1: I would say, you know, if you, if you want to check out the chicken teriyaki, uh, get the free sample platter first. So I, I'd, I'd lead you back to Uh, you know, cause, uh, 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 you know, people have all these questions about, well, what I, I saw somebody put in the chat, which is a great question. Uh, what about those agents say, Uh, I want you to help me pay for my Zillow. We have a complete absolute script for that. It works extremely well. It'll keep you from, you know, having people suck money out of your wallet that's never going to refer to you. And again, we'll go, oh, it it, it takes us more time we have to go over all the different scripts. We go over every single one of them. And in the meeting that we have on uh, loanofficerbreakfastclub.com, it's an open meeting. So when you have a question, you just unmute your mic and raise your hand and and we we you know we talk real time so uh, so we'll, right. we'll we'll answer any question
2: you have we'll answer on that that's great and by the way it's Megan oh. at MBS highways Megan Zima I know people are asking
0: yes they are asking but you know Carl I just wanted to say thank you so much one everyone is finding so much value on this call two I got to tell you guys this man is so humble there is no ego involved in this man prior to this call. We had we were meeting in the green room. We were talking for an hour. He was helping me with my podcast, helping me with questions. These two men, especially, they have the biggest hearts that I've ever seen in this industry. and Carl, I just want to say, I am a major, major fan of you. Thank you for being here today, giving your time, giving your energy, and your wisdom
1: well i I, I appreciate your kind words, and uh, obviously. Uh, Meg, I met you a couple years ago, and and really enjoyed. We can make this a love fest. Really enjoyed watching you. Of course, Barry, uh, you know uh, industry icon for years and years and years and years. I it 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 uh, the way it should work, Barry. I should be giving you part of my uh, closings that we're making each and every month from the different services. I'm not going to do that, but but if I was if I was ethical, I would. So uh, you've been oh, a huge You're wonderful. Benefit, you're wonderful. You, you
2: you you do so much good for our industry.
1: Yeah, and so, uh,
2: and all you folks that have that have tuned into it was really nice to see. No thousand people get on the call today. Um, you, know, we we appreciate you guys. God bless you guys. The comments are so great. Uh, what what you guys are all? What's really good about this mortgage industry? Really, you know, you 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 what you, you folks that are listening, uh, God bless you and thank you for uh, for just being so wonderful. And especially right now, I know it's not easy, right? It's um, it's 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 okay that it's not easy. Just Carl, I want to just just talk about one last thing before we close. So. Here's some stats for you that I want you to just think about. There's approximately this year in 2023, I know we saw the numbers from the MBA. I just want to quantify transactionally. So transactions, there's going to be closings this year on real estate purchases, 4.3 million. There's going to be another 700 to 800,000 in new construction transactions. That's like 5, 5.1 million. When you think about removing the amount that have cash transactions associated with them, There's about 3.7 million transactions that will have a mortgage. And those are purchases. Refinances, while a lot of people are saying refinances are certainly not as plentiful, and that's true, of course, we know that. They're down quite a bit from 2020, 2020, we get that. But there's still going to be about 1.3 million refinance transactions, predominantly cash out refinances with debt consolidation, almost all of them. So please use those tools. And Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of those, those, the, the, those companies that really are just direct-to-consumer companies, they're doing well because they, they just put the blinders on. They just call people and offer them debt consolidation. And like you said, it might not be in person, but it's not that far behind. They're just making the calls. And that's all they do. And they're doing well. Um, so that's 3.7 purchase transactions with a mortgage, 1.3. That's 5 million. You don't need all 5 million, right? Um, if you want to be in the top 15% of income earners in the United States... You have a hundred thousand dollar income approximately two loans a month gets you there four loans a month one a week gets you to two hundred thousand dollars a year you don't need five million you need to get one a week market share the things that carl's telling you you already you already have the heart for it you're part of mbs highway you, you use the tools in mbs highway use the bid over ask use the cost of waiting use the debt consolidation purchase use the debt consolidation refinance Man, if you just use those four things, there's so much. But please make sure you're really, really familiar with them. Use them. Watch the videos on them. And I think that what you'll be able to see is you'll solve some problems for realtors and you'll start making some more money right now. So we want you to win. We want you to succeed. We love you guys and we appreciate you guys. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, my good friend. And Megan, you're always wonderful. Thank you so, so much. And, and Barry, just uh, uh, last month we
1: were 19% refinanced. So the refinance, if you're not calling your past database—huge mistake, huge mistake. So uh, that 19% that 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 uh, that that really adds up. So yeah, do not ignore the refinances for sure. Good stuff, Barry. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you. See you, Meg. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.